It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, what's going on, Bleeding Green Nation? It is episode number 206, I think is... Somebody can correct me if that's wrong, but uh, welcome in (laughs) on the Thanksgiving uh, edition of uh, BGN Radio, as uh, our tummies are full of stuffing, turkey, all the other grandma's good fixings. Unfortunately for Brandon Lee Gowton, he decided to go the make-your-own-pizza route. Uh, I'm still kind of baffled by that, BLG, but what's <laughs> happening, man? How are you? It was good. I enjoyed it. I, uh, I have no regrets. Uh, and in studio, I think for the first time as we're recording from Sports Radio 94 WIP, Mr. Matt Daring, what's happening, buddy? Hey, hi, hello. Welcome. Uh, is your tummy full of, of goodness as well? Yeah, you know, uh, it's just the three of us, my mom, my dad, and I, and we, uh, I, I did a lot of the work today because my mom, she's been a little under the weather, so um, yeah, it was good. Pizza I got... for you as well, then? <laughs> no, we, we did a turkey, so all right, here, we, we do this thing where we take the stuffing, and rather than put it in the bird, you put it in between the skin and the bird. Oh, wow, so, so you the, like pack it in there. Yeah, you pack it in there. So that's probably the only problem with it is that it gets a little bit like more sort of compact. But, man, it comes out. It's really good. It's got like the skin on that. it. That Dude, sounds it, amazing. It's awesome. It's like a, it's like a stuffing calzone or something. It's it's incredible. Uh, and, by the way, uh, BLG, I don't know if you know this or not, Matt got a new car. Uh, so And it's it's wow. a very fancy one. All right, I, wanna, I don't want to do this. And, uh, <laughs> and now he's going to have a hard time explaining to people that he's broke. So that's like, you know, I, it's... I don't know how it's going to work. I think it's bad for his brand, don't you? Driving Matt around like a new br- car. Trevor yeah. is a doctor, and I mean, here we are. <laughs> Who are we? There I am, freaking eating, you know, turkey pot pies on Thanksgiving, coming in uh, and recording podcasts, which we appreciate you all listening to. And in fact, uh, we'll have a new sponsor tonight, and we'll get into that in just a little Ooh. bit. Because if you're listening, to this is Black Friday. It's time to time to get some gifts on uh, on board there. And I'm not pronouncing gifts wrong. It is gifts. That you are uh, heading into there. So, uh, BLG, I mean, a couple of the, uh, the more importantly, we'll get to the first, uh, the second Thanksgiving game is it was probably more important to the Eagles here. Cowboys pretty much dominating Washington throughout. Uh, Kurt Coupons, you know, just trying to convince people that he's, he's still the man. He still puts up 400 yards, but in a loss, 
Got to make you feel a, a little bit good about the situation in the NFC East and the wild card and everything else. Unfortunately, you had to root for the Cowboys to do it. It's a pretty good day for the Eagles overall. Uh, yeah, as you said, the uh, the Lions won. It looks like they're going to win the NFC North, which is insane when you consider they've trailed in every game in the fourth quarter this year. That is just really something. Um, obviously, the Vikings losing also helps the Eagles' first-round pick for next year. And then with Washington losing as well, if the Eagles beat the Packers on Monday Night Football, the Eagles will only be one half a game back out of the playoffs with five games left to go. So all in all, pretty good Thanksgiving for the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Sammy Sleeve's doing the (laughs) – throwing 85% of two-yard routes, uh, you know, very well today there, Matt. Yeah, this was like – Man, I'm trying to think of something that's not in poor taste. I don't know. This was like Sam Bradford being a parody of himself, wasn't it? Like this was kind of the thing that everybody says Bradford is and that he, you know, only is like a lot. But, you know, here he is. He's out here. He's just doing nothing. Just checking down, quick throws, whatever. Phil Sims is out here trying to dress it up being like, gosh, I don't know how you get a ball and then you throw the ball and like quickly. And I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you put it like that, it sounds a little bit harder. But anyway, uh, either way, it was not... Um, <clears throat> It was not. It was not his best. Uh, his best night, and uh, we did. You know, with that later interception, and and Bradford has been pretty good so far about taking care of the ball. But with that later interception, I think we got some back to back Eames from Phil Sims, and uh, you know, he's like, <laughs> oh, he picked him, he tricked him, and he picked him, and it was, uh, it was, uh, it was some West Virginia flavor right there. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the good stuff right there. Yeah, uh, just as James said, still stealing money. Uh, from CBS. Yeah, it was kind of crazy how that just, you know, they ran the same play for like the last eight minutes of the game pretty much over and over again. And look, I mean, I, I don't know. Is there anything else that Minnesota can do? <laughs> They're missing both tackles. They don't have Stephon Diggs. So that's the, that ends up being their offense. And like, you know, I don't know. The Eagles kind of showed everybody how to beat them, and it's pretty easy. I guess it's not like they needed that to figure that out. Either. Yeah, and I'm, I guess I'm sympathetic to it. But look, we have their first round pick. We don't even have our own. Uh, <laughs> by the way, as a quick aside, that is so liberating. It is so liberating to not feel yeah. like this might be like, oh, here's some like empty wins, or they're going to get and like there's just nothing to build on, and then they're going to pick 20, 22nd oh, yeah. instead yeah. of eighteenth. Or you know the the conversations we've been having, it feels like a lot. Um, it's so liberating to just be like, all right, Eagles, need you to win because I don't care who Cleveland picks. I never did. Even if it was going to be like fourth, I still didn't care. But like now I definitely don't care. And meanwhile, I just want the Vikings to crash and burn. Well, more interesting about this field, you know, I was thinking about this today. When's the last time that a quarterback was traded for a second round? I don't know if it's ever happened. Second round pick, then, you know, doesn't look (laughs) anything like the value of a second round pick. Kevin Cobb, who was immediately <laughs> immediately flipped the very next year for an even higher value at a one and a four at a minimum, you know, yeah, like that, th- those are think... th- those are things where a lot of these. I, I, I mean, my mentality off season, well, up until that point, was just like never nothing ever works out, you know, it just doesn't work out for the Eagles, and this is something like absolutely celebrate that one hundred percent worked out. They found a quarterback and they got rid of their average one for a much higher price. It's robbery. I mean, I remember tweeting out the time that it, it reminds me of the, it's not quite to the same extent maybe, but it, it reminds me of the Sixers-King Street, where it was just like, are you guys serious? Like, is this really happening? Like, you guys are, 
you guys really want to do this trade. Like, there's there's no like extra. This isn't like a joke or something. I mean, for the Eagles to get that first and the fourth. I mean, James says it all the time. I think a lot of people would have been pretty okay with just getting a fourth for him, uh, yeah. let alone a, a, a first. <laughs> I was exactly yeah. a first and a fourth. So it's it's crazy and really, it's kind of great that Sam Bradford is is uh, tanking Minnesota's season here because you know if. If they run away with the the NFC North, uh, the Vikings, that is, you know, the draft pick gets worse for the Eagles, and and the Lions have the tiebreaker of the Eagles, so that wouldn't be good in the wild card race. But now Minnesota's falling; the Eagles have the tiebreaker over him. Thanks a lot, Sammy Sleeves. Yeah, we appreciate it, buddy, and uh, I'm sure Zach Ertz and the boys uh, kind of appreciate that too, as they can find some playmakers along here. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, and congrats on your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, congrats on your wedding. Yeah. I forgot that he got married this offseason too, so he goes by so fast. Uh yeah, and, and it's just been a um yeah, it's been a it's it's really weird how far it, it's coming, even though I know that we're kind of stuck in this this five and five, I don't know, Drek or, or what I, I I just feel like we have been way more upset than we're supposed to be as a fan base this week as a, we uh, you know, we knew going into Seattle almost an impossible matchup sure there was some optimism from a lot of us saying like yeah maybe they can steal one and maybe this is the one that they they steal and, and whatever but you know I, it's through and through even though we're i mean i'm sure we're going to talk about the receivers again here too blg but i i feel extremely confident about the eagles and the packers packers coming into into uh you know philadelphia here everybody's uh full of turkey and you know they're probably a little sluggish and Olivia Munn's probably, you know, hanging around, which is, seems to be the <laughs> common story that always happens with this one. It's not Mike McCarthy, but uh, I, I feel really good about the Eagles' chances here on Monday night. So do I. I mean, again, I think we mentioned this in the Tuesday show that the Eagles are just – they're so dominant at home. I mean, it's been obvious. We've been talking about that the whole season here, but they're, it's, they've outscored opponents 108 to 38. I mean, that's crazy, and they're coming in here – uh, I really think they're. I've been beating this drum all season. I really think they're better than their record indicates. They're they're still second in DVOA, like third in point differential. The last seven games they've played are against like the only seven winning teams in the NFC. Uh, our own Ben Livingston had a good tweet earlier today where I saw that like uh, all of the Eagles' road losses have come against teams who are at least three games over 500. So it's been a tough schedule for them, and I think they're coming home. Uh, they're going to face some more beatable teams here, especially them being home. I think you know the defense is going to rebound at home. I think uh, the offense should pick up a little bit here. I, you know, I think this is a, a really good opportunity for the Eagles to go down the stretch. And again, you know, you win this Packers game, you're only half a game back in the playoff race with five games to go. I think they're more alive than people would think, especially coming off this kind of disappointing. Uh, but predictable Seahawks loss. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do down the stretch here. Yeah, and I think building on that, you know, not only do I believe that the Eagles are better than the Packers, but <clears throat> I also believe that the Packers are worse than the Eagles. I think that this is a team, this team is in free fall, man. And and you guys touched it on a little bit on uh, Tuesday, I guess it was, but the they are bad. That is a bad team. They are they are not fun. They are not like competent. They are not interesting. I mean, there's not a lot going on for this team. They basically their only play is the play doesn't happen and then Aaron Rodgers does something. I don't <laughs> yes. and I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's not really sustainable and then obviously that's hyperbole, but this is not a well-coached team on either side of the ball. They've had a lot of trouble with their personnel. Everybody's staying getting hurt. Everybody's, you know, no one's happy. It's it's just <laughs> it's just it's not looking good. I mean, this could be sort of the swan song for Mike McCarthy and, you know, his sweatsuits. But the um 
the the problem is their their offense just isn't performing and that's that's sort of been their identity you know the super bowl year was something of a fluke and you know that was what sort of made dom capers become this kind of legendary figure which i i don't think he'll really be remembered as but um neither side of the ball has really performed well but i think that this team's identity has been on their offense and uh, last year they really struggled and everyone said we'll just wait till jordy comes back and this year they're still struggling people are like i don't understand jordy's back and like <laughs> hey guess what like they're just they're not playing well this is a team we were talking about this a little bit uh you know where where we thought mike mccarthy would be next time so i wonder you know could this be uh could this be the could the eagles be the team that sort of uh breaks the seal and and uh you know gets the first coach fired i don't know maybe not but yeah. the the packers are are not playing well this is not a good this is not a good matchup for them because they have to play football on sunday monday yeah and they're coming off with two back-to-back games where they're putting you know their defense is letting up 40-plus points, 47 to the Titans, 42 to Washington, 31 to the Colts, 33 to the Falcons. Uh, oh, you st- snuck a one in there with the Bears early on in the season, only putting up 10. Cowboys putting up 30. Uh, how did the Giants only put up 16 points against this team? Oh, yeah, because they're uh. bad. Uh, <laughs> Lions, 27. You know, the Vikings shut them down early, and even the Jaguars got into the fun in the beginning of the season, putting up 23. Yeah, it's just been it's been a horrendous year. For that, you know, it's weird you say that, and because Matt, like Matt was saying here, the offense has always been the identity, and I think that's maybe allowed. I don't know, Dom Keepers, a lot less criticism going through there, and you always had like a guy on there that was always still part of the superstardom. Whether it was, you know, remember everybody was like really in love with BJ Raji. Yeah, BJ Raji, future eagle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, everybody was going to come along there, and then after that, and he kind of died out, and their the run defense went went away, and then Clay Matthews was like. Very up and down and still an asshole and like, you know, it is just kind of <laughs> dealing with all these still things. Still a juicer. Yeah, so they relied on everything about that team, just like most teams, though. It relied on Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Jordy coming back obviously helped. Uh, I don't know. It, it's weird to, to say that they're all struggling. And then you look at the stats, just like we were saying uh, this week, PLG, and, and to be like, man. Aaron Rodgers is still performing like Aaron Rodgers statistically. I mean, like the yards are still there, the touchdowns for the most part are still there, interception ratio is still down. Uh, so I, I can't really explain it. So that's why. I, oh no, I can't. It's Mike McCarthy, and I really like Mike McCarthy in Jacksonville. I think that's. I think it's a great idea. I think that's the next <laughs> hire down there, and uh, as long as long as they move on from Gus, I've been hearing some rumblings that they might hold on to him for a week, but I really can't believe that. But yeah, I I, I guess that's. I mean, and, and the funny thing about this BLG is you can t- attack them anywhere, you know. So I'm I'm fine with <laughs> taking it easy on Matthews and, and Sproles and just having some of the younger guys run through there. And even though that there's wide receiver struggles, I still think that this is finally a time, even if it's Dregs or Turner, uh, even uh, Nelson, even uh, Matthews well, that are getting in there. Crazy. Well, let's get a little crazy in here. I think it's. You know, if 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 this team wants to get it going and have any kind of passing game and have that confidence that everybody's talking about, where it's it feels like it's a more obviously psychological than it is with the talent. This is the week to do it. You can literally do anything to this Green Bay defense. Yeah, there should be opportunities there for this Eagles offense to pick up. Obviously, I think they've played better at home. We've seen that. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough situation for the Packers. One thing. John, when you were talking about the schedule there, that reminded me about how this is going to be their third straight road game. And teams typically don't do well in that third straight road game. Uh, So that'll be another factor going against them potentially as well. Uh, Yeah, I just, it's a weird matchup because, you know, you look at how much they've struggled lately and you can't help but feel confident. I mean, the Colts, the Colts, who are not (laughs) very good, went into Lambeau 
and beat them decisively. Uh, then the Packers go to Tennessee, and they get their butts handed to them by the Titans. The Titans, who then lost to the Colts, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they go to Washington, they get killed there. I mean, this like, you're looking at this team, and yeah, and you look at some of the earlier season games. Uh, they only beat Jacksonville by four. Uh, there's just you don't you're not seeing like a real <laughs> the biggest great... win of Jacksonville's season. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just look at the schedule here, and you're like, oh, there's nothing like really impressive that they've done. And and this even goes. This isn't just a one year thing. This goes back to like the second half of last season. I believe they're eight and twelve in their last twenty games or so. And and uh, one of those games was that ridiculous hail mary game that they beat the the Lions last year. So yeah. I mean, this just isn't a very good team, and they haven't been for quite a while. Sometimes. Yeah, and that's why I think. Everybody should get a little excited, and well, you know, or <laughs> this is going to be one of those times where they finally like lose it at home for for some reason because they're on national television. But I just I just don't see that here, man. I this team is is very confident at home. They play uh, so different, and of course, Paul Turner is going to be here this week, so he's going to see Jason Avon is literally suiting up this week, and um, I don't know. I, I mean, like, it's, there's <laughs> there's still a chance that. For some reason, I get the, that he won't be active. Maybe I don't know. Like I, I feel like they're doing this. And they're like, oh, by the way, he's not active this week. Yeah, I was actually. I got two things for you. Number one, BJ Raji, he retired, but only for a year to work on his his health and stuff. So, are you ready for the uh, Hey Eagles sign BJ Raji stuff here in this coming off season? <laughs> I am ready. Um, I'm ready. Circling back, and yeah, the other thing I was going to add was, yeah, are you guys ready for um, Paul Turner game day inactive? Are you ready for all that good stuff? I'm uh, yes, I am. Sorry, BLG was messaging me. Oh, okay, so that's what I was trying to figure out because Des, what did Des Bryant uh, tweet out here, buddy? Uh, this is a really good tweet from Des Bryant. He's adding Josh Norman. Don't lie on me, but I will whoop your ass, boy, straight up. <laughs> 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 what did Josh Norman say? Could we get audio on this somewhere? <laughs> Holy cow! Well, uh, yeah, maybe we'll look into that. Well, yeah, I mean, they were. That's the one thing we didn't uh, talk about. They were John back and forth uh, the 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 whole entire game, and even at the end, they were like. I don't know about ready to fight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they they both seem like two normal, level-headed guys who would definitely stop their cars if they hit you. <laughs> yeah, nah, or or not at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't stop my car. I gotta I gotta get out of here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like I was saying, yeah. I mean, Paul Turner, he got called up. They're talking about working him in. I don't know. I mean, well, obviously. The, there's no quick fix for stuff like this. There just, there just isn't. And if it is, it's going to take more than like a week to install it. Um, I did think it was interesting. Who was it? Was it was it Ian Rappaport who said that they've been paying yep. Paul Turner, uh, you know, full salary? Um, I thought that was interesting because, I, well, I'll be honest. I think that's more. I thought that was more than he merited. I, I was a little bit surprised that people were so interested in him. Um, you know, just because he's he's so limited physically, and yeah, he's got the good hands and. I know the drops, blah, 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 and everybody's got him. But, you know, even still, I mean, this is not a guy who's big. He can't really run very fast. He can't really, like, you know, do any of that stuff. Is You know, I guess his, his route running is just okay. But, you know, I think if you're talking about a guy whose upside is Jason Avant, this isn't exactly a game-breaker, like, a, you know, some sort of offense changer. This is just not – there's no quick fix for this. And uh, I know that sort of sucks, but I think that, like, you know, our best bet is to – hope that as a group they can all start they can all get better just a little bit as opposed to hoping that the guy making you know the full salary on the practice squad was some secret superstar yeah so well and uh i mean uh carson Wentz even commented this week that there's a little prior chemistry with uh with him yeah i 
I mean, it's been a while. I mean, other than routes on air and some different things. Um, but you go back to the spring, you go back to the fall. Obviously, him and I were, were on you know, the, the, the third team together for a while there and got some really good opportunities there. So um, I think we'll tap back into that, and we'll, I think we'll have a good connection. Yeah, I'm sure they will <laughs> for, for, for the uh, – maybe, maybe uh, Paul can hand him a Gatorade or something when he's coming off the field. Or Man, I, uh, I just can't believe the Eagles' third-string quarterback is starting for them. How did we get to this point? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think I found the, the, the Norman audio. So this is – it's about two minutes long, uh, and this is uh, coming from uh, did a Master Tess, at Master Tess uh, on the Twitter.com here. I don't know, man. Uh, like I said, I pretty much went to go and shake Prescott hand. I think he did a good job. And, uh, I was looking for Orlando Scandry. I, was, I apologize. I think I uh, pushed some of my hands off me on the sideline. I think it was him. Just let him know that I wasn't there, all there, and let him know my bad. Then... This guy bumping to me like, what's up? Where I'm from, we ain't living. I love clips, so pretty much whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay, all right. So, all right, so I guess Des is responding to uh, that, I guess, what's going on here. So have apparently apparently took a... Took some uh, credence to, uh, you know, I don't know, dudes being dudes. Dudes being stupid dudes as opposed to that, so... <laughs> Whatever. People like, like this run the world. You should hey, be very afraid. Yeah, like, hey, man, uh, you got uh, you got in my face a little too much. Uh, so where I'm from, I'm, I unload the clip, and then we go toe-to-toe or whatever. So that's, I don't know, fucking idiots. Uh, anyway, BLJ, I wanted to get your opinion on this, too, because something we didn't talk about on Tuesday, uh, even though I think, um, you know, it's it, we're starting to get in a range of uh, beating – a beaten horse here, but Jordan Matthews had commented uh, uh, two things here back to back. One about uh, how hard it is to play in this city. I told you guys, um, I'm I don't sugarcoat anything. This this it's a hard place to play receiver. You know, um, I think any receiver who's ever played for the Eagles would definitely come and tell you that. Which got uh, some ruffled feathers around here. And then the the other thing I wanted to comment on was this. It's just a bigger media market, so there's more people doing the same job. So it's not just one guy writing one article, it's seven. So then, therefore, it seems worse than it is. And then it's in a heavily populated city that loves their football. So then that makes it seem worse than it is. Yeah, and, and to that, I I mean, like, I think I agree with this, his last statement there, saying that one, when one thing happens, five people see it on Twitter, then that becomes three million or whatever that kind of just cycle through there. That becomes the topic for... Here on WIP or the the main theme of the week that we do on the podcast or whatever, and then everybody's talking about that one thing in, in, a, in this micro thing we're making. I guess he's saying we're making an, in a, a, you know, the mountain out of Mohill or whatever that's going on there. But do you agree with 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 that stuff? Like it's it's just harder to play here. And uh, can he say those things? I don't think he's trying to say people are making a mountain out of a Mohill. The question just was like, do you think it's harder to play here than? than other markets, you know, and I, and I do think there's validity to what he's saying. I mean, being around, you know, just really quick, how would he know? He's only ever played here and then at Vanderbilt. Yeah, but he talks to friends, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's look, it is very different. Like, and it's very apparent. Like there's a billion, a billion, billion Eagles media outlets. Like there's so many that like we can't even keep track and it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing necessarily, but it's just, it's a lot. There's a lot of saturation in this market. I mean, I always think back to I was watching an Andy Reid press conference in Kansas City a couple years ago, 
and there was literally one question in the press conference, and it was about the weather. That would never happen in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's, a, it's a totally different media market. Uh, is that Does that make it tougher on players? Does that make them worse? I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think there is validity to it. It's, it's, it is a tough environment here, and and I think, you know, that does that make it harder on players? I guess. But, I mean, that's part of the job, and you and you have to be ready for that. I don't think J-Matt's trying to slight anyone. I think he was being honest, and I don't I, I don't think – I don't see where I, I would disagree with him. Yeah, I guess uh, when you have, like, you know, say somebody who writes for, you know, a website like Birds 24-7, and he's out here saying, <laughs> you know, I think that Nelson Aguilar should be cut tomorrow. I mean, that can probably weigh on you pretty bad, don't you think? Uh, I I would not know anyone who had said that, but <laughs> sounds sounds pretty familiar. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, I guess so. I mean, it's never a good look when these guys start going off on the media. For one, they go off on the media because they don't want to go off on the fans. And number two, if J Matt didn't want to do his job in front of people, I mean, I don't do my job in front of anybody. I could. I mean, some days I go into my office and nobody ever shows up, and it <laughs> it kind of sucks too. But like, I mean, that's just the sort of that's just sort of comes to the territory. So I guess I wonder what he means when he says, you know, like, is it hard to play? receiver here i mean like physically like is because of the because of <laughs> yeah. the weather like do the eagles get the cheapest gloves you know or Maybe. like what is what is that sort of thing or like you know is it is it more of like a mental or like you know let's say a metaphysical kind of thing like does he have less peace is it harder for him to you know because a lot of times these drops there are like focus drops i mean you know some of them are just can't grip the ball don't have the hand strength blah 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 but a lot of times it's focus drops and you know there's a difference between tracking the deep ball versus like when the ball comes up on you really fast you know is it not used to the quarterback all that kind of thing but you know when you're talking about like the br- big picture is it harder to play receiver here and putting aside for the fact how would he know and when he says yeah and then he starts going off on the media like i don't know that might be like the that might be how he really feels but i'm not sure that it's like that's not like the best thing that you want to hear what you want to hear is like no the fans like inspire me every day and like i just think about them and like my you know my mother and like those are really number one, <laughs> one and two for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but but when you know when the guys start going off about about the media and about the fans, well, or you know indirectly, I, I think that that's. But he was asked about it. That's another thing here. It's not well, like he, he just did, said they that. didn't say like Jay Matt directly the, asked about it. Does the media here is are they bad? Did you hear that Les Bowen punched Jeff McLean? You know, like. <laughs> What do you think of that? <laughs> I mean, that that wasn't it. Like the question was like, do you think it's hard to play here? And he was like, yeah. Well, people are like writing about me a lot, and uh, you know, I don't know that. Yeah, that that I guess is his answer. But meh. yeah, there, there's kind of a weird line of uh, what he really wants to say is it's fucking annoying to hear people criticize me when I'm not doing my job as well. And I'm with you because I, I get it. That. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it that I screwed up in the same way that I would understand. If somebody were coming in through, like, imagine if there were 50,000 people watching the three of us record this thing right now and be like, shut up. It's not what we want to hear. And then it's all through there. And, you know, I I just got to worry about my office chair or like, uh, what am I get disappointed about at work? Like, oh, the soda machine's not working properly. Like the lounge isn't fixed yet. Or, you know, it's like, oh, dang it. You know, so and like, what if there were 50,000 people saying that all at the same time, too? It's just be like, oh, my God, I get it. I understand. Or if somebody going into Spike's office, even just on the weird thing about this whole like, I love that J-Matt said all these things because I want those guys to answer honestly, because it makes our jobs a lot more interesting. And at the same time, we can't ask those questions and then get pissed at the answer. 
He said what he said, and guess what? Most of the time, that is true. Because even if you and if you're saying like, especially, and we'll get into it a little bit too, especially with the people that are like, hear about Nelson Aguilar going to a psychiatrist or whatever, a psychologist, mm. and they go soft, you know, and just like the, you know, we don't have. I think me and Matt were talking. We don't have to worry about dying in in ten years because of CTE. We can just be like, a, what a pussy. Yeah. Hand me another beer, you know, and it's just kind of like. I, I never understand the mentality of all that stuff. And then in a moment on Twitter or wherever else, there's an immediate like freak out or like, you can't call me that. Like, you know, there's all these like weird Twitter wars that nobody gives a shit about <laughs> throughout Eagles Twitter. And they're like, oh, we're such a tough <laughs> fan base. But don't you you fucking take your name out of my mouth when you're talking to me yeah. online. So it's it is. He is right. It is hard. It's fucking hard to play here. And, and we also need to recognize that as Eagles fans. I'm not telling you not to boo when it's deserved. I'm not telling you to not freak out and do all that. But stuff like this, and, and it's our fault too because we you know, we freak out. We've been talking about Nelson. We've been talking about the wide receivers all year. That's also their job to take care of too. They're, that's that's where I come along the line, and I'm, I'm, I agree with you, Matt. If they were doing their job and they were doing all that stuff, then we wouldn't be talking about it as much. But sorry, those things happen every single week. Yeah, I think that, um, all right, from my perspective, first of all, I don't think you get anywhere by blaming the media, although I do enjoy it because I know how much that ruffles the media's feathers when they have to <laughs> write about he? themselves. Mm, I'm like, write about this, how I'm mad about it. This yeah. reporter has this to say, no. You know, like uh, that kind of thing. But um, I think it would be interesting, and, and, I, and I like that, you know, you just said that it's good when they're candid because they are not always candid and you know a lot of times you get those canned responses i wish she'd been all right here's what i will say i wish she'd been a little bit more candid and gone so far as to say like look i feel in my heart of hearts that when you boo me it doesn't help and it does hurt and i feel like that's the same with agalor look I don't want to tell you not to boo, although I do want to tell you not to boo, but I don't think that, like, for example, when we're talking about something like this, I know you paid $80 or $180 or $480 or however many $180 you <laughs> paid to go to this game. Like, you paid a lot of money and you want to see them do really well, but, like, look, I don't think it's very productive when you when you do stuff like that and when we as fans do stuff like that. And so then, you know, when C-Mac comes along and he asks this question, like, well, is it tough to play here? I wish they'd been like, yeah, they boo the home team and that like that's messed up like can you imagine <laughs> i'll do you one better can you imagine so you got fifty thousand people in your office and they're all telling you what to do and every time you pick your nose they're like what are you doing but like <laughs> it's even worse because those people paid to come and yell at you those people <laughs> yeah. gave their hard-earned money to show up at your office and yell at you when you picked your nose what would that do to your psyche for me i mean that would be terrible other thing i wanted to circle back to so i think the news came back this week maybe i'm pushing us along but anyway the news came out this week that Aguilar has been seeing a sports psychologist for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and this is I, I thought this was rather interesting that Peterson actually addressed it in the way he did this week. You know, I just know that that this is this is it's also about life, and and it's about him as a person, and it's not so much about football anymore. And I want to make sure that Nelson is right um, <clears throat> as as a, as a as a person, as a human being, and. So if, if it means lessening the load, then then I'll lessen the load and, and try to take a little bit off of, off of his plate. Yeah, and I think that that is great. I will say, like unequivocally, 
Look, even more than, and there's been a couple of takes out there, like, good, you know, he needs it. I saw one person say, well, it's not working, which, by the way, that's total, <laughs> that's total BS. That is, that is, that is, goes way past uh, tough crowd, and that, that, like, sucks. That's messed up. That's a messed up thing to say. But, like, you know, this is the same sort of stuff that's worked for, like, a lot of guys. There have been some guys who have been very public about this, and I think that's great. I think that we should all have somebody that we feel like we can talk to about our professional problems, about our personal problems, all that stuff. And if that's going to help Nelson... And and I think it's clear. I think that Vince talked about this on Tuesday. I think it is clear that this is in his head. This dude is not this bad. I mean, all right, Brandon. Yeah, but look, he is. He is not. <laughs> he is here. not this bad. No, he's not. And and so when you when you see this stuff, you're just like, man, this guy's in his own head. He is tortured. And I've even seen some people see, saying that stuff on Twitter, which again I think is incredible. I think it's so great that we could like actually relate to this guy as a person, even though we've never met him before. But you know, just to say like, look, this is really this guy is suffering and you know if he needs to go and talk to somebody and try to get his head right like that's great that's good for him as a person that's good for him professionally and we've all established that we are incredibly invested in this guy's professional success so i think that when he does something like this we should all be like cool that is great go get him buddy like i'll see you in the other side like you know whatever that kind of stuff like that's the sort of thing that i mean basically that that he deserves well yeah so i mean as we just we do that on our own anyway you know, like there's a lot of the time it's whether it's in relationships or like whatever or mediator between you and a boss or like et cetera, et cetera. Like there's 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 a lot of things where you have to like deal with whatever you're dealing with and to try and I don't you, I mean, do you look at that as a, a very beneficial well, thing here, BLG? Just really quick. I mean, I go I'll say it. I go and I see somebody every Wednesday. Uh, I go and I talk to him for like an hour because I, I have a hard job and, you know, it's just some days it's just like I have no idea where I'm going. I go and I talk to somebody. I got a guy. I pay him to sit there and listen to me and, you know, crack jokes and tell old stories and whatever else. And like, I think that that's I don't know where I'd be without it. And and yeah. I think if Aguilar wants to seek that out, I think that's yeah, I applaud him. And the same thing for for the last for the last like two and a half years, I've done the same thing where you're just like you discover things about yourself. They're like, oh, yeah, crap, I, I do do that. Or somebody's, uh, you know, giving you guidance to kind of whatever it's going on. I didn't realize I had ADHD until I sat down with a with, with a therapist. who was like, have you ever tested for this? No. Oh, is that why some things are hard? Oh, weird. Okay, awesome. Let's deal with that then now because I was thinking it was all this other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, like I, I applaud them for actually coming out and saying it and them being so public about it because, I again, it's not like I'm not saying that nobody should ever criticize it or whatever. Like I definitely overreact every time that I – he drops a ball or, or or whatever going on here, but I, I I think it's a very positive thing. BLG, uh, um, two words: emotional intelligence. I mean, that's <laughs> hey, that was the selling point of Doug, and I think you know it's good that the Eagles are taking this approach uh, from a football side to be the Debbie Downer. I guess I just I guess the thing with me and why I criticized him, I guess on Tuesday more so, is just that I I don't. I don't think it's like all mental in the sense that like oh like if he can just work this out he's going to be a great player all of a sudden and I'm not saying you guys are saying that but I just I think some people are thinking that maybe I'm wrong in thinking that maybe that makes me a bad person that's not what I'm trying to do here <laughs> it's actually what it says on your Twitter profile by the way right now. Yeah, yes bad person. yes I'm bad a very person birds twenty four seven um but seriously yeah um but seriously like that's that's where I guess I get frustrated. And it's hard because I'm not. I don't want to be insensitive to Nelson in that respect. I, I think uh, what Doug said about him being a person is a reminder to everyone that that not everyone will heed. Obviously, because you know it's 
for a lot of people, you know, the Eagles and football and the NFL, it's just a game and they, and they don't really want to think of players as people. Then, you know, they just want to think of it as a game and to their entertainment. And, and this guy sucks. And, you know, you see him go out on Sunday and he, he makes a big mistake that cost the team the game basically. And it's, it's really frustrating. And it's, and it's frustrating that, you know, uh, a lot of people had the high hopes for this guy. And it's not like, uh, I guess Nelson owed anything to the fans. It's not like he made himself the, the first round pick, but still, I mean, you know, he comes in here, the expectations are there and, and then, all right. And then you give him the benefit of the doubt even, and you think he might be able to turn it around this year. And there's just nothing there. There's, there's nothing you can hang your hat on. There's not a single thing. And it's, it's just a very frustrating situation. Obviously, I think we can all agree that we're all hoping Nelson can somehow, you know, work through everything and become a better player. I just don't have the the hope the the better player thing will happen. I hope the the mental thing works out for him. Yeah, that might be true, but I still I saw a headline this week that said head case. Nelson Aguilar had been seeing a sports psychologist, and I got to say, like, if that's where we're going with this, count me out. I want off this ride because that's a messed up thing to write. You can say who wrote it, too. Yeah, it was Mark Eckel. Um, he wrote it for NJ.com. And, you know, I know that the guys over at NJ.com are it's like a, well, whatever. Yeah. But look, I mean, that's, that is a, and I don't know if Eckel wrote it. He probably did. But that is a, that is a kind of a messed up thing to write about somebody to just be like, head case? Like, Jesus Christ. He's just. It probably did be fair. He doesn't write headlines. None of the writers really do write the headlines there. So, but yeah. whoever is that headline maker. Probably not the best use. It's there. just a completely inappropriate thing to write yeah. about a person. Uh, and I just I haven't I haven't listened to this, and this is something I guess I had missed as well earlier in this week, where Brandon Graham is is talking about uh, getting baited by the media and Aguilar here. It was the wrong place at the wrong time, and then it's like if you clear your head, like Coach said, you probably won't feel as bad as you as as you felt at that moment when they asked you that question because that's all it is. They baited him into it and they got him. They got a reaction of what they wanted. And um, for him, I know it would be a learning experience uh, for him. Uh, all right. Well, that's, you know, nothing nothing different from there. Just looks yeah, sounds I, like he's sticking up for his guy and all that stuff. I but. guess the only thing that I would say is that I think that Brandon Graham had a share of missteps with that. I mean, obviously, we all know the story that he got off to an unpopular and slow start to his career, and he's really blossomed into something. So I think that, if, you know, if you're talking about somebody, and, and he had some pretty unfortunate quotes, I think, early on in his career, you know, talking about how he was, you know, sick of it, and uh, obviously I don't blame him at all for being so sick of what he was hearing. But, you know, that's that's the kind of thing that um that I think that, you know, it would do us all to, to remember is that we is that, you know, a guy like Brandon Graham who has been so important to this team was like deeply, deeply unpopular. Now, I don't think that Aguilar is going to be that way. It seems like that's a that's a pretty optimistic outcome. But I certainly think that Graham knows what it's like to say something, regret it and to have like have that sort of thing follow him around for years. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and, and who knows? I mean, like, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you start to look and, and just. It's it's this thing is not going to go away anytime soon, and I you know I don't know if he's going to be here next year or not, but um, I don't know. I just I now I just kind of I'm at the point where we all know what it is, and I'm just I'm to the point where I, I, I I'm going to try my best not to overreact and not to just like keep piling on to this thing because he's either going to be here and and turn out to be a pretty good player or he's going to be gone. So like you know we can just kind of move on from that, and there's not no, nothing uh, really in between there. Tune in next week for more Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> Aguilar. <laughs> Or, 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 yeah. Agalorosaurus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, BLG, we'll just keep it uh, nice and short here. Uh, just give me uh, some of your lasting lasting thoughts with uh, with Green Bay this week and uh, just uh, how – I guess this is, this is the other thing that we haven't really said 
season is pretty much still on the line here, uh, you know, and and we, I kind of feel that is is from here and every week forward. I know there's been a lot of talk about you know, the, the win these last six, but it's just as long as they win the three divisional games and then maybe squeeze out one more road game, that's still the eye on the prize, at least for me. I think it's just four games and not run the table at six here. But what do you think? I think you got to get five. Um, I've I think I talked about it on Tuesday. I think you, you know uh, you're hoping to get the four at home. That might be optimistic, depending on you know uh, how everything shapes up there. I think the Cowboys, you know, continuing the win is good for the Eagles in the sense that they're not going to be playing their starters in Week 17, and I don't think that means that Tony Romo is going to be up there because I think they want to keep him healthy for a trade or whatever. Uh, I, I, you know, I think that could be Mark Sanchez playing. The Sanchez will rise again. <laughs> uh, very his triumphant uh, return. Very big for Chris Stuber. Uh, <laughs> who, by the be... way, who, by the way, I would like to point out, just tweeted a, a, a link out with saying, "Could there be the Eagles uh, drafting another USC wide receiver?" Sources tell no. me that there's there's a scout at the game, and it was like right in the middle of all this. I was like, "No, man, come on, come on, Stoops, <laughs> that's not going to happen." Anyway, go ahead, buddy. Um, so I, 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 the way I look at the Packers game, obviously you must win, but the way I look at it, it's just like. I just again because of what the Packers have been lately, they haven't been good. You just feel like there's a confidence in how well the Eagles have played at home. You know, you feel there's a confidence there. The Eagles should be able to get uh, that done. Then again, it's Aaron Rodgers, and you know, you never know what if, as Matt alluded to earlier, he kind of just you know makes some amazing plays, and that's the difference. Uh, the second thing I wanted to touch on is. The uh, Jordan Matthews had another little interesting to say that kind of got buried under the radar. Maybe it doesn't really matter all that much. I thought it was interesting that uh, the the first team units apparently are practicing against each other in practice now. It sounds like uh, Jordan Matthews and Malcolm Jenkins kind of set that up. You know, obviously uh, the Eagles usually practice against their scout teams. Uh, now the Eagles are not full time uh, practicing against the ones, but they they kind of feel like they want to shake it up and get themselves going against better competition. It sounds specifically with regards to their wide receivers, and maybe that helps. Maybe going against tougher competition in practice can help a little bit. I'm not I'm not banking on it. I'm I highly doubt it. In fact, but uh, <laughs> a little interesting wrinkle there. At least they're trying to just change things up. And I guess I have to give a prediction, or yes. should I wait for? Saturday? No, you can do a prediction. Uh, yeah, yeah, give it out. Uh, I think the Eagles do win. I guess I'm going to say at this point, 28 to 17. 28 to 17. Yeah, I kind of like that there. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be in that in that vein too. But uh, we're uh, I don't know, man. How are you feeling about this one? And uh, is uh, you got the same feeling as BLG here? You know, just thinking about like uh, as we kind of close the season out with all these games, there were six of them. They. Um, Pretty pretty successful first season, I think, for the Peterson Wentz duo. I think all things considered, I uh, you know just hearing it all laid out that way and thinking about you know eh, probably like an eight or nine win team. I mean, probably you know chances are good that they'll they'll come out of this with a winning record, and that's pretty good. That you know even making the playoffs, that's a, that would be a really successful season for you know uh, somebody we thought was going to be. I mean, a very different season. I mean, there's still this sort of idea floating around that like. Doug is actually, you know, some sort of roadie who wandered into the coronation ceremony and accidentally became king of England, like, you know, Uncle Buck style. But 
not Uncle Buck. What is it? <laughs> King, King Ralph. King Ralph. <laughs> Uncle Buck, King Ralph. John yeah, whatever, Candy. Whatever. Good. Same, Same crap. Thing. Yeah, but, you know, uh, uh, King Ralph style. That, you John know, Goodman. That's what I meant to say. My bad. Yeah. Uh, so, like, th- this idea. And, and I think that, uh, well, obviously, I think they're going to win. Definitely going to win against the Bengals. Should have an easy enough time, I think, handling the division uh, based on how close they played those teams going, you know, back. But um, anyway. Uh, pretty successful season for this team. I think this team's sort of maybe going places, and you know it's clear that the the roster has holes, and it's clear that every roster has holes. But you know the, this team, you can get these get start to get these holes patched up a little bit, and and move forward next year feeling good about where you are. Yeah, and uh, just to reiterate one more time, because uh, there's I've been hearing it again, the Eagles were not and are not and have not been rebuilding. Because want to know why? Because they're five and five. So that's not that's that's not exactly rebuilding. It means they found a quarterback and they have a pretty good defense. And now they're you know trying to still be in the playoff hunt here. And I think they can. I, I honestly I think it's you you beat Green Bay. You take care of the three divisional games and you beat the Bengals. That's it. And you're in the playoffs. That's that's your ten wins and that's where you need to go. And that is so doable. It is completely in their wheelhouse. Despite all the things that we've been saying about. Wide receivers and, and the, the the play calling and whatever, Ryan Matthews fumbling and whatever, it's still in there. It's still in that regard, and I, I think they kind of take care of business here. I really do. They don't run the foot. They have no running back. The Green Bay Packers cannot run the football at all. This fits exactly into what the Eagles' defense does. That's it. I mean, they make teams one-dimensional. They've already taken care of that part here, so... You know, there's, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of Jordy touchdowns and some other things that are going in there, but it's been a very inept offense, uh, despite Aaron Rodgers being good and awesome and fun for his entire Hall of Fame career, which he is. And, uh, I, you know, I, I just got a feeling that this is going to be a big win and everybody's going to be feeling hunky-dory. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bird's... Uh, I'm going to go 20 – no, no, no. I'm going to give the defense a little more credit with, uh, with Green Bay. So I'm going to go 30... I'm going to say 35. I'm going to say they hang 35 somehow, either with defensive touchdowns or you know uh, Smallwood going off or something like that happening. 35 to 17, somewhere in that regard. I think this is an ass whooping here. So, uh, any uh, any good salutations as we're heading out here, Matt? No, I forgot to give a score prediction. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I think that sounds good. I mean, you might like think about like some garbage time stuff and. By the way, wait till Mike McCarthy gets his hands on Blake Bortles. Oh, hey now. Yeah, yeah, if you want to talk about some, some <laughs> garbage time king stuff right here. You were saying uh, Rodgers is on pace for like 39 touchdowns or whatever. That's about what Bortles had last year. And they yeah. think about how many games they won. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> just wait, wait, till you get the, wait till you get the McCarthy-Bortles connection going. Um, any good salutations? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, BLG, anything for you? Last, uh, last word? Happy Thanksgiving. Well, for me, uh, happy Thanksgiving as well. And uh, we will see you late, late Monday into the night as uh, you, there will be somebody up uh, doing the podcast on the reaction show. Uh, on, uh, and that will be up to early Tuesday morning. Uh, for myself, John Barchett, of course, for Matt Daring and Brandon Lee Gowden, we want to thank you all for tuning in once again to episode 205 of BGN Radio right here on Bleeding Green Nation and BGNRadio.com. Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck.